Hey, are your plants inside yet? Well, if you're in the Northeast United States like I am, it's getting to the point where it may just be too late. Hi, I'm Greg Dreiss, and this is The Indoor Gardener, my indoor gardening podcast. And you can also find us at my indoor plant store on Etsy, theindoorgarden.etsy.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. The Facebook page is The Indoor Garden. Temps low in the 50s, your plants should be on their way in or already in. If not, here's how to get them ready and how to avoid the death trap. Because this time of year, more houseplants die than any other time. And it's all got to do with how you bring them inside. Okay, first off is you want to bring only your plants in, no critters, no bugs, no insects, no diseases. And if you got really big pots, ew, no mice. About three to five days before bringing in your houseplants, my recommendation is to treat them with systemic granules. You want to look for the active ingredient called imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. Now, I recommend the granules as opposed to a spray because the granules will also kill bugs in the soil as well as the plant. And the way this works is the granules are sprinkled on the pot. Read the instructions. It'll tell you how many tablespoons, quarter tablespoon, etc. per inch of pot, or it'll list the pot size and tell you how much to put on there. Sprinkle it around evenly across the surface of the pot, water it in, and then you're all set. As the insecticide is released from the granules and washed into the soil, it's picked up by the roots and it is translocated through the xylem and phloem to every nook and cranny inside the plant. You can't do that with neem oil or alcohol or dawn, especially if you're bringing in a fern, a china doll, or something like a dragon's tongue that just has a lot of leaves or a lot of nooks and crannies. Um, what not to use? Neem oil, I, I'm not a fan of it. It stinks. It can actually harm some plants. It's not as safe as it, it said. Alcohol, that doesn't do anything. It just makes the plants look pretty. It really doesn't kill anything. Insecticidal soap is a waste of time because it doesn't leave a residual behind. You've got to look at the aphid. Tell the aphid to say its prayers, blast the aphid with the soap, and then send it on its way. And also no to hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide is so overrated. It's um, in, in the hydroponics realm, it's used to clean out um, pipes and tubing uh, because it's, it's almost like a free radical in, in your body. It, it just really it's, it can be very damaging to plants. And also, it doesn't last. It's, it's not stable. As soon as it's mixed with water, it dissipates almost immediately. And uh, Dawn dish detergent, it's not a soap, it's a detergent is used quite often because we see after oil slicks and other chemical spills and the poor animals all soaked in the debris, everybody's using Dawn to clean the oil off the animal and they think it's safe for the animal. No, crude oil is crude oil because, it's called crude oil because it's basically how it comes out of the ground and Dawn breaks down crude oil off of um, those poor animals. So if you want to put something on your plants that breaks down heavy sludge crude oil and tar sand junk, 
go right ahead because you're breaking down the cuticle layer on your plant and it's almost like uh, pouring acid on your, your skin too many times. It's just not a good idea, not a fan of it, and, and it doesn't work. And the day you go to bring your plants in, horticultural oil, which is a naturally occurring oil, is great for shining up the leaves as well as spraying all over the plant and it smothers mealybugs, scale, mites, and any other insects you might have on there. And you can't do that with alcohol. Alcohol does not get rid of spider mites. Alcohol does not get rid of scale, does not get rid of mealybugs like soaking the plant and starving the insect from oxygen. So horticultural oil smothers any insects, egg masses, and it gets through that sticky, webby stuff that the mealybugs hide under. So it's really just a, a two-pronged approach. Systemic granules three to five days before bringing in. Day of or day before, go out, shine your leaves up with horticultural oil, and you're, you're all set. I also do not recommend dunking the entire plant in water. What's that going to do? If you've got scale or mealybugs on your plant and you're going to dunk your whole plant in, in, a, in water for 20 minutes, an hour, anything like that, it, it's not really doing any good. Also, hosing off. If you want to hose off stuff, just use the hose on your kitchen sink. There's a, a gardener on TikTok who builds $5,000 kitchen gardens and she's seen spraying off her plants with a full stream from a garden hose like the one you'd wash your car with to get all the junk off as well as watering seedlings with with, with full force it, it's really pretty dumb and again it's not going to get rid of mealybugs and certainly not going to get rid of scale so we talked about more plants die this time of year than any other time of year and why is that well we're not acclimating our plants. In the spring, we're more than happy to put them out on a nice day, bring them in when the nights are cold, put them out, bring them in, put them out, bring them in, so that by the time spring fully arrives, or Memorial Day or the middle of May or whatever where you live, the plants are outside more than they're inside, and we slowly acclimated them to being outdoors for the summer. But I don't think many, if any of us, do that in the fall. There just seems to be a big rush and it's a big to-do, uh, it's, it's work, it's a chore, it's a federal project. So we just want to bring them all inside because I think we, and then we like to complain about bringing them in, but we never complain about bringing them out because we are welcoming spring. Well, you should be welcoming your plants back inside because that's the only greenery you're going to have for four to six months, depending on where you live. So if you're in an area where it's still going to be warm for a while, you know, Maryland, Delaware, south like that, Colorado, Southern California, what have you. Why not on a cold night bring your plants in but put them back out the next day? You do it in the spring. All you got to do now is do it in reverse. And it kind of makes sense that we're not acclimating the plants. They've been outside in this nice weather, full sun, breezes. Yeah, it's only eight or nine hours of sun now, but it's still more than they're going to get inside. And certainly when it gets cool, in, we're not going to open our doors and windows for them to get fresh air. So if you can, 
acclimate your plants to indoors the same way you do it when they're outside for spring. The only difference is as it gets colder, they're going to be inside more than out. And then finally, when it's too cold to put them out at all, they'll be inside. And over that process of a couple of weeks or maybe even a month, you don't have to do it every day, but do it as much as you can. You'll cut down on the mortality of those plants pretty quickly. And also, I think a lot of the reason for plants dying when coming inside is we're using these hocus-pocus methods, the hydrogen peroxide, the insecticidal soap, the neem oil, the alcohol, and thinking that's getting rid of the bugs, and then your plants are inside, and you're wondering why the leaves are falling off. A couple other things you can do this time of year. Um, other prep work. Your plants have grown quite a bit over the summer. We've had a pretty good growing season here. It's been hot in the northeast. Well, not terribly hot. We've had a bunch of days over 90 but it was dry but container plants are going to need more water anyway but my plants did tremendously well this summer and what about repotting there's nothing wrong with that right now they've grown they're going to continue to grow indoors um some of the the largest houseplant hobby groups on facebook will tell you oh no don't repot it now to put it under too much stress it's not true Plants don't go dormant in the winter. There's a few of them, cyclamen, stuff like that. Plants with, you know, like bulbs and stuff that die back to the ground. But just about every house plant continues to grow in the winter. It's just slower. So go ahead and repot if you need, if you want. You do not have to remove the soil and soak the roots and all that other stuff. That's, again, a bunch of hogwash that you'll see on TikTok and such. Uh, some people say you, you need to you need fresh potting soil. Well, if you've been watering your plant and feeding it over the summer, there's no such thing as stale soil unless it sits in water and gets all moldy and gets a bunch of uh, algae all through it and a lot of other stuff for, you know, a rat's nest growing it or something like that. So you don't need to replace your soil. Just take the pot out, uh, take the plant out of the pot, Make sure it's not root-bound. If it's not, stick it back in, let it grow. And up potting, the old rule, one to two inches, doesn't hold any dirt whatsoever. That's not true. You can put, there's no such thing as too big a pot. Um, just put it in a pot that's going to look nice. It may look uh, pretty dumb taking a plant out of a four-inch pot and sticking it in a 12-inch. It's just not going to fit your decor or um, look right, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Feeding plants. Lots and lots of uh, discussion and 20 different answers for a simple question. Plants, 99% of them will continue to grow over the winter. They'll just grow more slowly. There's going to be less light, even under grow lights, less uh, temperature, lower temperatures indoors, and you'll be watering less, so therefore they'll be growing less, therefore you'll need to fertilize less. I prefer using a continuous feed, something like Osmocote, or I will use a very, very diluted granular feed. So that way they never are starving. There's always a decent amount of uh, nutrients in the soil. If you're feeding once a month, once every two weeks, once every three months, uh, that's kind of like getting up in the morning, having breakfast, and then not eating again for 24 hours. It doesn't do you good, and the the plants don't look good um it's just 
how it goes because every time you water, you're watering some nutrients out of the bottom. If you've done this stuff forever and not repotted and not fertilized over the winter or fertilized at all, by no means you don't have to start doing it now. But if you see the question online and they'll say, no, don't repot, don't feed uh, until spring because plants don't grow, that's, that's hogwash. That There's simply no truth in that whatsoever. What about making new plants? You got a coleus that you had in a six-inch pot and now it needs to go into a 10 and it's still gigantic. Great time to take some cuttings and start new plants. Put them under your grow lights, uh, your humidomes on a heat mat, start some new plants. Maybe that plant you've had in there all along, all, all summer long, all of a sudden doesn't fit in the corner anymore. Cut it back. I think the term they use online to murder plants is chop and prop, when actually it's, it's <laughs> snip and dip. Chop and prop just sounds so brutal. So again, three to five days before bringing your plants indoors, treat them with systemic granules. Make sure it's watered in. Use the granular form, not the spray. So that way it gets the bugs in the soil, in the plant. Day of, day before, hit them with spray all up and down with horticulture oil. Wipe them off. It does a great job uh, shining up the leaves. And if you see scale or mealybugs, pull off as much as you can with the oil and then wipe it off, respray it, and you'll be smothering those bugs. That's it. Very easy to get our plants indoors for the winter and have them survive. And if they survive, we're going to have a much happier time surviving the winter on ourselves. Again, you can check us out on Facebook. The Indoor Garden is my Facebook page. For my indoor business, Greg's Lawn Service and Garden Care. For my outdoor business and our online plant shop, theindoorgarden.etsy.com. Rooted cuttings, tropicals, not exotically rare stuff, some uncommon stuff, and flowering plants. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. And again, this is The Indoor Gardener with Greg Dreis. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.